0: This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. Are you wondering where the spark went in your sex life? Well, you can ignite it again. Join the Academy, connect with us, connect with other people in the community, and experience results. You can find passion and connection in your marriage again. And you can try it free for 30 days. Go to simplemarriage.net forward slash SMRAcademy. Welcome to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, where every week on Wednesdays, new shows come out and we try to have straightforward, honest, upfront, uh, no sugar coating or candy coating or any kind of fluff, conversations about married life and sex and all of the problems therein and all of the joys therein, because I think there's both ends of the spectrum. That I know from the people we get uh, via email at feedback at radio.com. We hear both sides. And that's awesome that we constantly have the input from our listeners to help us know where we need to go today. And with each episode as it unfolds. And I'm proud to have a colleague of mine joining me on this week's episode. Um, this is a woman I met at AACC. Debbie Wade was... Uh, that's where we officially met, I guess it yes. was, although yes. we've got contacts in the, in the DFW area because we live in the DFW area.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And so Debbie Wade is of the same, um, I was going to come up with some sort of a psychobabble phrase, for, but we do the same thing with LPC, L- L- LMFT. We were going to have, uh, I- I'm having Debbie join me today for this episode of Sex and Marriage Radio, because uh, as we were meeting for some coffee a couple weeks back, we were having a conversation and you, you piqued my interest on one of the groups that you run, because I know yeah. this is a topic of uh, pain, pain during intercourse and painful sex. Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't, uh, I, all I have familiarity with is pain. And right now I've got it because I just came from the dentist and had a new crown put on. And so it's like, that was a painful experience. And I don't look forward to it again. And I can't even no. imagine steering that towards sex, unlike if that was painful, of what that would really be like. That, yeah. man, pain during sex. And so I want you to have a chance to ha- you know, just help frame the conversation, if you will, for this episode. Because this is something that I know of uh, from all the different people that have emailed through all the years at feedbackofsexymarriageradio.com. Yeah. Um, that they've, there's been, this topic has come up before of, yes. of how do we address it? Because this is one of those things that I guess, let's start with what would be some of the causes that you've come across? What would be, is, or what are, where does someone be, begin when they're like, you know what, this is finally something they need to address.
1: So your, your question's a little complicated, uh, to answer. You said, okay. what are the causes? And we don't always know. Sure. What are the causes with pain? Okay. Um, Kind of a way to break it down. And I don't want to make something sound simplistic because this is not a simple issue. It, it's very complex. Well, as you know, because right. uh, you talk about a lot, anything <laughs> dealing with sexual issues it's is not, complex, it's, right? Yeah, it's
0: not simple. <laughs> it's simple to sit here on a microphone and talk about it much more so than actually have to try to confront it in real time with, with my spouse. I Yes, I totally understand what you're saying.
1: Absolutely. So uh, a way to kind of sum it up, pain issues can certainly... Uh, be a result maybe of unresolved trauma. And so there could be some causes. It could be physical issues that may be causing it. So we can refer to pain maybe um, as tissue issues because there is literally, it's painful to the tissue. Uh, Sometimes it's muscle issues and then it can be a nerve related. Okay. But none of those are necessarily easy to fix and they're a little complicated to diagnose. Okay. Now, one of the reasons they're really complicated to diagnose is often when women go, and maybe they've had the, the courage to share with a counselor or with a pastor or someone to say, "I have pain with sex." What do you think the most normal response that women hear when they're told they have pain in sex?
0: I don't even know if I want to venture to guess. Um... One of the th- first things that I think of, I I would guess, would be uh, have you talked to your doctor about it? Have you su- you know sought out your OB? Yeah,
1: you would think. I mean, that would be really, oh, really. Oh, did I a jump way ahead response? of what you would hope
0: a good response would be? And that
1: that would be what you would oh, hope. Oh no. <laughs> more more often, what a, a woman is told when she shares that uh, with well, you know, it's probably more in your head. Okay. And the women are going. Oh, no, no, no. I, I really know. I don't right. think the pain is in my head. Right. I know my body, I don't, my I don't better than I don't feel pain in my that. head, right? Yeah, it's not where I feel it. Uh, but they are so often told that by pastors, by friends, by counselors, and even some OB-GYNs. Okay. Um, and they're, you know, it's just, it, it's not a funny topic, but to hear the women finally be able to laugh when they start sharing with one another uh, the different responses that they've been yeah. given... You know, just have a glass of wine or three yeah. and relax. You know, well, just keep doing it. You know, all, all sex is painful at first. You'll, you'll get just over and it, bear which it. I don't know where that lie started. Yeah. But, um, So, most responses when women first share that are not helpful responses. Mm-mm. And then often they're even given responses or that reaction from their husbands you know, um, this, this shouldn't be painful. You should want to have sex with me, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's where they start uh, shooting
0: all each other, all over each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the spiritual within you're supposed to want to have sex with me. It's your, it's your duty to have sex with me. And what did you say in the beginning about your dentist experience? When you had a painful experience, does it make you want to go back to <laughs> no, the
0: dentist? I no, mean, I, I, I mean, no, no, no. I, I'm not looking forward to the follow-up appointment.
1: <laughs> no, yep. no. So to be told, though, but Corey, you should look forward to it because uh-huh. after all, you need your teeth worked on yeah, and, and it makes you have a gorgeous smile. And, and I think scripturally
0: know, it says you're supposed to have good teeth. Wait, no, right? it actually doesn't say that, <laughs> but I know exactly where you're going with this, Debbie that that's such a struggle then because it's a constant reminder and battle almost of wait you want me to go back into the fray that causes yeah. so much pain but yet you have so much and drive so much pleasure from as my spouse why that's a you talk about a catch 22 or a serious you know conundrum to think about i don't have easy answers here
1: right right And and then you can only imagine then also being the husband on the receiving end on what that might feel like to know that your wife experienced pain Mm -hmm. with something that is bringing you pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then the cycle that a couple ends up experiencing that as a man pursues and the wife either hesitates or pushes back or rejects to try to protect her. To him, it feels like a rejection of him. Then she feels guilty and she doesn't want to disappoint him. So she'll do what so many people say, well, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go forward with it. Well, they do that. And then it's excruciatingly painful. So then the husband then feels selfish for wanting to do something that feels pleasurable, but then recognizing he's bringing excruciating pain to his wife. Yeah. And then he doesn't want to feel selfish, but does, and then feels guilty because he has this need, and then she feels guilty that she can't meet this need of her husband that she's told she's supposed to, it's her duty to meet and what's wrong with her that she doesn't desire? So you realize the cycle then that a couple gets yeah. in. And, and then, so it's now not only physically painful to her, it's now emotionally painful to both parties.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's a fascinating thing if you look at it through the lens of, so you got a systemic process going on on this relational level of that dynamic, but then that also plays out personal for each side
1: for both parties.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's a huge, I mean, you you talk about a whole lot of burden and struggle and probably not really good and clear ways to have conversations about it because it's so, the meanings become so skewed and different. And, and I would think those could even be uh, situational as far as I, you know, I just think of it, you made the comment, Debbie, of You juxtapose the idea of it's something that brings him so much pleasure, but he also wrestles with, I'm also bringing her pain.
1: Yes. And as a
0: man, that's a huge struggle to think, okay, how do we do this? I don't know. There's not a roadmap for it. There's not a clear cut. Okay, do this and it solves it.
1: Right. 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 And, and, you know, so, and, and, you know, many couples stay in that cycle a long time before they are able to get help uh, and, and research and statistics on that, depending, you know, what you read, but um, m- most data shows that couples will struggle anywhere for five to eight years before they seek out help okay. that ends up being helpful. Right. Uh, most couples have seen anywhere from four to nine. Wow. Okay physicians or counselors before they're able to speak with someone that helps them, um, that, that's beneficial. And so is
0: that, I'm going to step on you just real quick, Debbie, is that, is <laughs> that because the people that they've sought out or uh, who, who they're going to aren't helpful, or is it because they don't seek out, they don't speak up because they do feel all alone and trapped and caught?
1: Some of it is both. Okay. I mean, uh, for those who do seek out help often get really, really unhelpful advice. Okay. Like I said, <laughs> okay. you know, they go into someone that really doesn't understand, uh, you know, pain with sex. Right. And it's really not talked about in churches. We really don't prepare couples going into marriage. That's typically not part of a premarital program. Mm-hmm. And so you can only imagine how frustrating it is for couples who... Um, re- regardless if they felt that they have done things in their single lives, what we would say in a godly way and have remained pure and such. And then they come into marriage as painful. They often feel duped by God, right? Uh, right. betrayed by each other, you know, right. or even those who have had maybe a more active life in their singleness and uh, even fairly promiscuous, um, that they didn't experience pain. And now they, they are experiencing pain mm-hmm. and sex go through that. Oh my gosh, are we being punished by God? Um, so, you know, where to bring it up right. is, is a difficult decision. Do we bring it up at church? Um, then we have to let everybody know that we've either not consummated our marriage or no, we're not, you know, uh, trying to have children right. yet. Right. And, and why? So, you know, it becomes a painful discussion to have, and then it requires vulnerability to share. So maybe they're not sharing it um, with, with close friends. So then maybe they try with an ob okay. And often ob we, we would like to think all ob gens are aware of pain <laughs> and really trying to deal with it, but they're just not.
0: Right, right. Because it's almost and, like um, a subsect of what they would be really versed in and not many are maybe going to go down that path to really understand it and be helpful. And then I think we get caught in that arena that I wish was better as far as the professional field, either medical doctors or clinicians like ourselves that were more upfront about, you know what, I'm not equipped for this. Let me help you find someone that is rather than try to fake it and hope and just throw something against the wall and see if it sticks.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So like what, what one of my uh, colleagues spoke at a um, networking luncheon for uh, the North Texas health professionals uh, here in the, the Dallas area. And she was speaking on sex therapy and she asked a room, a cl- clinicians, there mm-hmm. were 50 of us. And she asked how many of you know, what a pelvic floor specialist is out of 50 clinicians. I was the only one that was that raised my hand. Okay. Um, so that—that's 49 other therapists in the area. That if someone had gone in and had talked about right. pain issues, they would not have known to recommend a pelvic floor specialist, which is a physical therapist who is trained to work specifically with the pelvic floor muscles. Okay. Which are very essential to sexual activity.
0: Okay. Well, there, there you go. You just, you just prove the point of how many don't know some of these things, and so that means you've got the double whammy of not only is it str- a struggle for a couple to speak up about it and be vulnerable, maybe even with each other. Maybe it's struggle. Maybe it's a struggle right. for the wife to even say, you know what, honey, the reason I'm not interested in sex as much is because it is painful sometimes, or all yeah. the time and you know yes. that so it's it's overcoming that and then it's overcoming it as a couple to be able to then well how do we find help which is that's where right. this episode can be vital to that because I do want to transition this and pivot towards what are some steps what are some things that a a couple can do that a wife can do that brings into a pelvic floor, pelvic floor specialist you know ha- because this, I would be one of the ones that didn't raise my hand if I was in that audience, right? Right. right. So, right. so lead us on. Nice ownership. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So lead yeah. us on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So you know, all good questions. So uh, first and foremost, to anybody that would be listening, I would that may be experiencing pain, I would want to just encourage them that if you're having sex with, uh, excuse me, if you're having pain with sex then, then something it needs to be tended to. Okay. And so to start by having that dialogue and being able to say to your spouse, I want to be real honest with you. I experience pain with intercourse. Okay. Now some, some pain that could be caused by the muscles kind of contracting and making penetration even impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's helpful to realize uh, for a spouse to realize, oh, she's really not just rejecting me. It's her body is not cooperating with her because it is very painful. Right. So for a husband to really understand, this is something that needs to be tended to. Okay. So to have that conversation and then to be able to start with an ob gen, possibly to say, I, I experience pain either hundred percent of the time. of the time, 50% of the time. And so I want to have everything physically checked out that needs to be physically checked out. And then if there is a need for a referral to a pelvic floor specialist, that's always best to get that referral from the OB-GYN. Okay. And if the OB-GYN doesn't have a pelvic floor specialist to refer them to, um, then that's where I would say they may either need a new OB-GYN or that they could choose to get online and do pelvic floor specialist in whatever area that they are in. Um, and there, there there's some fabulous ones here in the DFW area. Okay. Then I, then I, I would recommend that they, that they would be willing to seek out a sex therapist, uh, go online and look up, um, ABCST is the American board of Christian sex therapists. Okay if somebody is uh, that's important for them to come from a faith backing right? or for a sex therapist so that they can um, get some help as a couple and how to ch- change the cycle. Um, and this is where I'd want men to hear, man, this is not just your, your wife's issue. It's just not for her to fix. Right. Men really need to be a part of the healing process. Right. And I will tell you, we, we focus so often on the physical aspect of sexual intimacy that some of the couples that I believe have reached the deepest, most enhanced, intimate sexual intimacy uh, have come from couples who have been willing to do the pain work together okay. because they develop an intimacy that requires so much vulnerability mm-hmm. and connectedness and safety that it's amazing and uh, those couples really learn how to trust one another,
0: right.
1: how to be in the trenches with one right. another, be that's, patient. That's and that forgiving. intimacy, yeah,
0: that intimacy that we create <laughs> that really has little to do with sex when you think about it, but everything to do with sex when you think about it. Absolutely, it's, it's that Absolutely. it's that bond of of doing real life and real struggle and real pain and grief and trauma, even. Together, because the right. word that comes to my mind, and I guess this would be the, tell me if, tell me if this phraseology works for you as, as a woman, because one of the things I think of it as, as the plea I would have towards husbands that might be walking alongside a wife that's experiencing this is you need to think of yourself as how am I an ally in her journey, not a combatant yes. and not just a, yes. a, a, a bystander. Because right. I truly Ab- am an ally that I, I need to be someone that's a part of this healing, not just someone that's along for the ride waiting until she's healed, so that I can then once again have fun.
1: Right. I mean, really, part of that, I want to do the journey with her, right. not just be at the end for the destination. Right. Absolutely. Okay. You know, it's learning to journey together. Yeah. So, the, the other thing that I would, would just want to say in helping couples understand so they don't feel guilty or shame that they've got stuck in this cycle Uh that they would understand how they get in the cycle. But you know, if a woman's experienced pain with sex, so she already has this fear and anxiety because there's been previous pain. Right. So as her husband moves toward her, her body already anticipates this is going to be painful
0: because they read each other really, really well. (laughs)
1: And, and she can see his signs yep. and, and read him. And so her body is automatically tightening yep. to brace against something. Right. And so that tightness and her bracing against, then that makes sex even more painful and right. then often penetration impossible. Right. And then the body reacts by bracing on a more ongoing basis. Okay. So now where it might've been passionate kissing, that, uh, that they started the bracing. Well, now she just sees his look across the room <laughs> right. and starts moving toward her. Well, now the body is already bracing up against right. that. And then when it is painful, if they go ahead with the process, then that pain just reinforces the fear. Yep. And now we've got a reflexive response going yep. that now I'm going to already anticipate right. that there's going to be pain. And, and so when a couple gets in that cycle, it really is difficult for them to know how to get out of that Mm -hmm. on their own, because it, I know, you know, this most couples fight about sex, but few talk about sex. And then when it's become a very painful topic, you know, who wants to walk into a topic that's just going to be painful and disappointing. (laughs) And we feel we can't get out of
0: it. Right. Let's pad up and cause more pain right now. Yeah. That's not typically the way we think. Because I just think yeah. of it in the terms of if you if you look at that cycle and how it could just uh, spiral, it's almost like she's going to just be in perpetual defense, and he could be in perpetual, what did I do? <laughs> you know, hold on, yeah. what what? And you both then feel hopeless and helpless on because right. it's not necessarily something that's uh, intentional; it's just something that's happening, and we don't often respond well to things that aren't hap- that are happening because we want to put intent. To it
1: Absolutely, because that helps Absolutely. us
0: make sense of it and maybe figure out how do we fix it
1: Yes okay yeah. so so that
0: keep going. The yeah, therapeutic
1: keep... process helps, so for a couple to go into counseling together with a the therapist, yes. it helps them begin to change that dialogue and begin knowing where to change those patterns and I love helping couples begin doing more erotic sensual touch that may not necessarily lead to sex okay but that the sensual intimate touch helps the body begin embracing right. touch again instead of bracing up against
0: touch. Yeah, instead of reacting so, to it, you kind of re- redefine the meaning of it, and then that's, yes. that's almost some brain rewiring, some emotion connection, some relaxing, some soothing uh, together, okay. so that, that way it's not just an involuntary reaction as much. Absolutely. Okay, that's good. That's real good. So, what else? I mean, is there, is there another logical next step? Because that one, that in and of itself, I mean, I, I think of it, I mean, I come at this from a, out, the outfield standpoint, I guess, for this might be a, a little bit of a round the bend conversation for a second. But, you know, Sexy Marriage Radio has become what it is, is because we've helped try to lead the charge on having a conversation where people aren't having conversations. Right. right? So we can frame the yeah. discussion, maybe, or at least get it started. And that's what causes so much benefit. Is because we get mm-hmm. emails even to this day, feedback at com of, hey, I wanted to know. We started listening to the show and now this has happened, XYZ. And it's, and it's good. And it's just because they opened their mouth and started talking. And so I realized the hurdle you could even be talking about. And when you present, you got to just start having a conversation because that means I'm going back into the fire of something that's not really pleasant. To, right. it, it's, if you look at our history, right? As far as if we've been dealing with this, I don't want to have to bring this back up. But if I could come up with a way to be vulnerable and be real and maybe not even see this as a personal attack, this is just a systemic thing. This is just what's going on between us. We need to talk because I've got to mm-hmm. stand up for me. So that in and of itself is, is gold as far as counsel, just because that's the way most things change. Yeah. So you go to your OB, you also find a pelvic floor specialist if you need, if it if it does require that, but you also find a sex therapist or someone versed enough to walk alongside you as a couple through this. Is there other things that's beneficial too that, that would help?
1: Well, certainly. I, I would want to give some recommendations of just some books and okay. some options that if somebody never makes it into a therapist's office or somebody is so... Uh, lives out in the boonies sure. and it's like, great. That's just for the ones who live in the city, um, <laughs> Sure. you know, but online there's some good things. It's an older website, uh, but it's called vaginismus.com yep. and it really deals with more of the muscle contractions and the muscle issues okay. when penetration's impossible. And then there's a great book called when sex hurts by Goldstein and Goldstein. Yep. Just a great overall uh, view of the different things that can cause pain. Okay. And then there, there's a, a, a book, uh, Hill Pelvic Pain by Amy Stein. And those are just all some good resources to, to look at. And they'll and all be on there's the there's notes page. I'll,
0: I'll put them all in the notes okay. page of this episode too. So if you're listening in the car, don't try to drive, write these down while you're driving, right. please. Um, <laughs> they'll be at sexymarriageradio.com just find this show it'll be in the notes um, okay so we've got some help there's there's a path that they can at least start going down and then it'll probably alter and deviate slightly according to each situation and the specifics they're in yeah. yes. but the other thing uh, I want to at least kind of uh, if we were to put a cherry on top of this conversation if you will um, what From the experience you've got with the group that's been going on, because how long has the big group been going Mm on?
1: We've been, uh, it was a year in September, so about a year and a half. Uh
0: But this isn't, uh, I mean, you've worked with women beyond that. I mean, before that even, this is something that's come up since you do a lot more of the sex therapy work
1: as far as specifics of your
0: practice. Um, What's... Give, give people the hope of what you've seen of Uh the the success stories, the, you know, this is what we were, but this is where we are. Right. What do you, what do you got that can lead us there?
1: So there are success stories, certainly. And there are, there's some pain again, I'm using some old terminology, but it's what makes the most sense, Mm -hmm. but something like vaginismus, that is muscle contraction the working uh, with a pelvic floor specialist and then working through uh, kind of helping healing from the negative cycle that's taken place uh, with the couple. Most couples get to a place of pain-free sucks. And again, okay. very enjoyable. Sometimes when it's a tissue issue or more of the nerve damage healing, that process may be longer, Okay, but again, doing the, the therapy together and being in, Um, working with the therapist to learn how to have sensual touch and sensual sexual pleasuring beyond just intercourse Mm -hmm. is sometime that that may be as good as it gets I can't we we have to realize that there may be some issues that the woman doesn't get to pain-free sex okay But she does get to a place of learning how to be sensual again and not afraid of it and sexual with her spouse and them learning what they can do to engage and come together and being able to think out of the box, per se, of what their sexual relationship could look like. And that's a great point. There is some issues Mm -hmm. that just may not that that pain-free may not be the end result for intercourse, but healthy sensual sexuality can be brought back into their relationship to where they're both pleased and both satisfied.
0: And that's a great clarification just because it is important that couples hear, Hey, maybe our reality is slightly different than what we thought it would be, but that doesn't mean that reality can't still be fantastic. Right. Okay. That's great. So, so, Debbie, I've got, to, I've got to thank you for uh, mm-hmm. leading on a, a, a path that uh, I'm not versed in. <laughs> no, I'll, yeah. I'll admit uh. it. Um, it's not something, uh, because my experience has been, and, and some of this is probably, you know, confession by Dr. Corey Allen for a second, of, I don't know if I've, I've never said just grin and bear it, because hopefully I'm not going to ever be that callous or cold. Well, but I have probably gone more towards, oh, it's probably an anxiety thing, and try to just quickly move on to something else rather than realize, wait, wait, wait. The importance of this is we've got to hear this, honor you, honor ourselves, seek the good help, have someone walk alongside us, because there is resources and things that can be done that do help with this. They don't have to just live with this, most likely.
1: No, they don't. And I, I will say, after Jenna and I started the pain group for women... Uh, Jenna over at her office in Richardson, she does a men's group for the spouses. Okay. And then my colleague, Mark Strauss, does a men's group for spouses here in our office called Faithfully Forward. That's good. And so it is being more and more tended to than what it was.
0: Yeah, and that's good because it's, it's also important to realize that this is a couple thing. It's not just an individual thing because that's the way married that's the way the best sex is anyway right (laughs) is it when it's a couple thing not an individual thing how's that for a segue out of this show (laughs) right well debbie thank you very much um i'll put some info of what you've mentioned on will be in the show notes so if you've missed it uh feel free to jump back at com and you'll find all of that details there so I got to say thanks again to our audience because they are the sexiest audience on the face of the planet. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us.
1: Well, thank you for letting me be on the show.
0: You are welcome. It was a pleasure. Yeah, you are most welcome. And so for Debbie and I both, um, thanks a lot for, for joining us. We'll see you next time.